But the word says that you're seated with Jesus in the heavenly places. So your circumstances do not determine your abundant life that God has for you. It doesn't matter what the circumstances on this earth are. What matters is your spiritual inheritance. Hallelujah. When Jesus came to this earth as a baby, things were dark. There was oppression of the government on the people. So much so that plans were disrupted. People were put in danger like Mary and Joseph as they had to travel very far to their hometown to be recorded in a census. That was the government pulling, pulling them away from their home, putting them in a dangerous situation, having to travel by themselves. No cars back then, no security back then. No midwife with her. She's in her ninth month of pregnancy and most likely was traveling on a donkey. So imagine a nine-month fully full-term pregnancy traveling, no one's around, no 911, no ambulance. Um, it was cold. They're in a desert climate. They're going through the night. They're traveling. And once they arrive, Mary goes into labor. And once they arrive, there is no room anywhere in a building for her to have the baby even. And there's no midwives to help her. So they have the baby. She has the baby Jesus in a manger along with, the, with hay and animals. And having a baby without a midwife, a doctor, is not very easy. So I want you to put yourself in their shoes. They could kind of relate to what you may, going, may be going through right now in the year 2020 where your plans had to be changed. They were forced to travel, putting themselves in dangerous circumstances. M maybe some of you weren't able to travel home for Christmas. Um, they didn't know they were concerned about the health of their baby, just as many people have been concerned about their health and safety. There was so much uncertainty. Will the baby survive? And all the while, there was probably questions going on in their minds. Where is God? Ang the angel appeared to Mary and Joseph and said, you are going to carry the Savior of the world, Mary. And imagine, imagine them going, traveling at nighttime, nine months pregnant. Imagine the things they were thinking. Why couldn't God uh, uh, prevent them from making us have to travel this way? I'm nine months pregnant. Will the baby be okay? There's no midwife around. How did God not even provide us an, an upper room or an inn? A room. All we have is a, is a manger? Where's God? 
You know, those questions might have been going through their mind. But God was faithful. He was faithful because he made sure that they would be safe, that they would be protected, even though in the physical realm it seemed like a dangerous situation of them having to travel in the desert a long way by themselves, nine months pregnant. God wasn't concerned. God had his protection upon them and upon the baby Jesus. He had his protective hands helping Mary to birth the baby without any midwife. It was his goodness that he allowed that census to be taken because that meant that the prophecy would be fulfilled, that Jesus would be, would be born in Bethlehem. And there's other things they could have been thinking. Where, man, this big deal happens, the baby, the Savior is born, and not even my family can be here. Not even my mother can be here with me. We're alone in the manger. They could be thinking that. But God provided them the most amazing spiritual family and supernatural, miraculous celebration you could imagine. Because God sent an angel to appear to shepherds watching their sheep and say, the Savior has been born. I bring you good news of great joy. And they come with the most joy one could experience. They come with the heart of celebration for the, more than a physical family member who's not understanding the Holy Spirit impregnated you. You know, God knew what he was doing. He made it to be the most perfect celebration, welcoming party family by bringing spiritual family. Because Jesus says, my true family are those who do the will of God. So in the physical realm, you see, it looks like, man, I can't even have my mother here and all of this. But in the spiritual realm, this was the best way. God sent the wise men following a star in the sky, and they were so full of wonder as they saw the star. And they came bearing gifts. Look at this supernatural, miraculous, heaven-on-earth celebration, welcoming party family that they had. But when you look with the, with the earthly perspective, it can feel like how, how may, maybe many people feel right now. We can't go out to eat at a restaurant. We can't travel to see our family. feels like it's awful. It couldn't be worse than this. But if we can go in this spiritual realm and just know that God is in control, that God's up to something, that in the past, like in the time of Jesus, things were really dark, but he did the most amazing miracle in a way that nobody could have predicted. If we can have that heart of hope, knowing that God hasn't changed, that things are weird and uncertain and bleak and dark in the world. But Jesus is still on the throne. He's still in control. His plans are still good for you. Hallelujah. So when the world was dark, now the world was dark in other ways too in that time. For Everyone were, were sinners. Everyone was in need of a savior. Everyone. So the world was much darker then than it was now. And Jesus came 
to bring the light in the darkness. He came as the light in the darkness. Now, in Matthew 2, verse 1, it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi, um, Magi, or another version says wise men, uh, it says, they came from the east, came to Jerusalem, and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and came to worship him. We saw his star. Jesus had a star. It says his star. Not we saw a star. We saw his star. God spoke to them. This star is not like any other star that you see in the sky. But this is a supernatural star. This is Jesus' star, the Savior of the world. And you are going to follow this star, and it's going to lead you to him. And you are going to come be a part of welcoming him, honoring him, worshiping him, celebrating him, coming with gifts. Now, for him to see, for the wise men to see the star, it needs to be dark out right? You, the stars shine the brightest when it is dark. God's light does not dim when it gets dark out. It gets brighter. God is not afraid of darkness. It's the moment for him to be seen more clearly and vividly. Amen? So, this star they followed, and it led them all the way to Jesus. Now, they were in awe. They were in wonder of this star. There's a song, star of wonder, star of light, star of wonder. These wise men had such a supernatural experience with God, with this star. They couldn't believe. They've never seen a star like this. This was truly a miracle that it overtook them. And now they are just attracted to this star. These guys were, were not, you know, Jewish religious people. They were just uh, intelligent philosophers and stuff, you know. And, but out of nowhere, they had such a supernatural encounter with God that now they are giving their lives, traveling, just to find Jesus and to give Jesus gifts, to bring him favor. This attraction to the light, when they had that encounter, made it so even Herod found out that they were that they, about this star and about Jesus being born. And Herod was concerned out of jealousy about what he heard. So we actually asked the wise men, tell me where you find him. Tell me wh where he is. But God warned the wise men, don't tell him because of his bad intentions. So the wise men did not tell him. Now that's powerful because they risked their lives getting in trouble with Herod so that they 
be a vessel of God, part of protecting him, part of celebrating him, part of honoring. There was so much, there was so much darkness coming towards Mary, Joseph, Jesus, even Herod trying to kill him. But God kept protecting the whole way. Hallelujah. So Jesus had a star. Jesus had a star. And this star brought favor to him. It attracted favor. It made people drop everything and find him and say no to evil in this world, even risking their lives. Herod, right? That, that is powerful. The power of this star of his. Now, uh, it says in the word that Jesus shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is the greatest miracle of Christmas, that Jesus came to save us and stay with us. Not just save us, not just come here and save us and leave, but dwell with us. Live inside of you forever. The fact that the Holy Spirit lives in you now, Jesus lives in you now, that is powerful. Hallelujah. I mean, angel, the angel said, you have found great favor, Mary, for Jesus is now inside of you. But do you know that you have even more favor now than Mary did from the time when she was carrying baby Jesus in her womb? Do you know that you're more favored than she was? Because now you, she was carrying human Jesus. He wasn't in the form of the Holy Spirit yet. Now Holy Spirit has become one with you. He has co-crucified you and co-risen you up with him. So now your thoughts become his thoughts. Your words can become his words. Miracles can happen through you. That could not happen yet through Mary. She was just carrying him as a, as a human vessel at that point. And I share this because this is the great miracle of Christmas that that. They were, they were full of joy. I bring you great news of great joy. But I'm telling you that when we celebrate Christmas, maybe you might think, I wish I was there in the manger. But the people that were there celebrating Jesus in the manger would give anything to trade places with you right now. Because some of them died before Jesus died and rose from the grave. They never got to have life with the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. Hallelujah. So Jesus was the light of the world. His star was so powerful that it attracted 
people to him, attracted supernatural favor to him. His light removed all darkness, cast out demons, brought healing, rose people from the grave. The light of the world is here. The light of the world was in the manger that day on Christmas. The star was a prophetic symbol of Jesus himself. The star in the sky, it shone bright. It attracted supernatural favor. It destroyed darkness. It was more powerful than darkness. That was a prophetic sign of, what, of who Jesus was. So that day on Christmas, Jesus was the, the light of the world, the light, the star, was in that manger. That's the only place he was. He was in one physical place. Jesus. Jesus. Now, where is the light of the world today? In the manger? Is he in the manger? On Christmas Day, do... Do we go to find the light of the world in the manger? Do we watch a Christmas movie and look at the manger and say, that's where he is? No. He's not in the manger anymore. But the light of the world did not disappear. He came to stay. On that day, he came, the light of the world came to stay forever. But now the light of the world is in you. The same light of the world that was in that manger is in you. No different. Not elementary Jesus. Not junior Holy Spirit. The same light of the world. The star of Jesus in the sky that attracted people from far and wide. Bringing supernatural favor. Making people to set aside everything. Lay down their lives. Risk everything. It's in you. That star is in you. This is the greatest miracle of Christmas. You have a star. Just as Jesus had a star. It's Jesus' star in you. But do you know what? It's actually unique. Unique to you. It's like the stars in the sky. When you allow the Holy Spirit to come in you, live in you, accept Jesus as Lord, he lives in you, and you decide to let his light shine, let God come through you, now you have a star. Your star is Jesus but in the unique way that you're made, shining through you. Your star is the power of God or anointing that comes upon you through Jesus. And it comes upon your gifts, your personality, your characteristics, your talents, your weaknesses. It's everything unique to you that God has created you perfectly 
and God shining through you, God's power upon you. So when you look at the sky, you are your own unique star, and it's Jesus that's only shining because Jesus is in you. But it's unique. It's beautiful. The, star isn't, the sky isn't as beautiful without your star. And God comes on this earth and touches people uniquely through you in a way he can't through other people. You're made in his image. God is so vast. There's so many different parts of of him. So as a body of Christ, we come together looking like him. Different parts. Hallelujah. So you choose how big your star is going to be. Jesus' star was the biggest in the sky. It was as bright as could be. You have your own star, but it's up to you how big it will be, how much it will shine. The Bible says, Matthew 5.14, you, this is Jesus talking, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everywhere in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So Jesus is saying, you are the light of the world. But he is the light of the world. Yes, but he chooses to only come now through you. People can't see him without you. So you are the light of the world as you are one with him. As he shines through you, you are the light. And what's powerful about this passage is it says, verse 16, Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now remember that the wise men saw the star, they were full of wonder. They were full of wonder at that light, at that star, that they came and worshiped Jesus. Why? Because they were in wonder of that star. The star, the miraculous encounter God had with them with the star made them full of awe of Jesus and just want to worship him. So now, that star in the sky is in you today. And when you let that light shine to be seen, there are people in your life, like Magi, who see the star in you. And now, they see your good deeds. They receive your good deeds by your light shining. Now, they worship Jesus. They glorify Jesus. It's this, you see, this verse is the same. They'll see your light. They'll see your good deeds. When you let your light shine, they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. They will glorify him only when you let your light shine and they see your good deeds, Jesus says. Now, Matthew 2.1, the Magi, they said, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. You see? 
how just as they saw the star and went to worship him, now they will see the light, the star in you, and worship Jesus because of your light shining. Hallelujah. This is a candle, a battery-operated candle. I'm going to turn it on, but it's daylight, so you're not going to be able to see. But it's on now. So Jesus says, uh, you are the light of the world. People do not light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. So you have a light of your own, like this, in you. Your light, your star. And Jesus wants you to be aware of this fact. And everywhere you go, raise it up. You have to be intentional. This is with me. I have this inside of me. I have to let it shine. I have to be intentional to let it shine. So that means that when... If I get busy over here, and I, what if I need to pick up my water bottle? I want to set it down over here. I get busy and distracted over here. I'm not letting my light shine. I have to make this priority. I have to even sacrifice some things. I have to figure things out where I can make sure that even if I'm juggling a bunch of things at one time, I'm still making sure I'm letting my light shine. This is priority, even if it's a little bit inconvenient. Even if I have to say no to my flesh, no to myself. I'm going to let my light shine no matter what. I have to be intentional. Wherever I'm playing my piano, I'm going to somehow figure out how to still have my light shine. I'm not going to forget that it's here. I'll keep it in my hand. I'm, I'm scrolling, but I'm keeping it up. Jesus says, don't, don't have it hidden, but continually keep it up for people to see. So you have the choice whether you're going to have a huge star or not. Whether you're going to shine a little bit or a lot for Jesus. You know, the way that anointing comes upon your life, power of God, for the miraculous. For your life to have supernatural provision. Supernatural favor. Like doors opening supernaturally by the hand of God because you have soaked yourself in God and you are in his will. You have access to his power in every area. Whether it's praying for someone and they're healed because you've received anointing. It wasn't everybody that was walking in the power of God in the time of Jesus. It was the disciples. What the disciples were doing differently is they were making it a priority to let their light shine. They were taking this seriously. They took the anointing that God gave them very seriously. They they made sure that they didn't do anything that would make it to leave. They protected their anointing. How do you let your light shine? A huge one is your interaction with others. 
that you would only love your neighbor. Strangers, friends, neighbors, you would only love that every interaction, whether virtually or physically, before you interact with them, you remember, oh yes, I'm going to let my light shine before my neighbor, before my stranger. I'm going to smile. I'm going to show them love. I'm going to be generous. When offended, I'm going to respond with love because I'm letting my light shine. God's given me this assignment. He's told me this. I want people to be led to him and worship him. I want to be used by him. So I will only let my light shine. It looks like allowing God to use you however he wants, obeying him in every way, serving him, serving him with your gifts, the gifts that he's given you, and also serving him with your weaknesses, serving him in ways that you don't want to. For me, I only wanted to sing and praise God, to worship. I never wanted to speak. What I'm doing right now, I didn't want to do this. This was uncomfortable. I didn't want to... I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to speak. I felt uncomfortable speaking in front of people for a long time. But God called me to do this. God asked me to do this. And so for me, I couldn't see how I was letting my light shine by speaking because I felt inadequate and it was uncomfortable. And in my head, I'm like, how are people blessed by this? You know, how are people touched? That's how it was going on in my head. But I had to get over myself and what was going on in my head and go to what God was saying, that I've anointed you to preach, to speak, to minister. And if you don't do that, you're not letting my light shine. That, yes, you're letting my light shine through worship, but there's so much more of my light. There's such a bigger star I want you to shine, and that can only happen when you obey me in this way and do what I've called you to do to speak. So letting your light shine will always make sense to you. But it's doing whatever God asks you to do, using whatever you have. Sometimes it's like serving at church, doing whatever is needed. A place that where there needs help, where there's a lack, seeing it and stepping in. That's letting your light shine. Hallelujah. So this Christmas, we tend to think, you know, it's so important we remember what Christmas is about. You know, it's not about Santa and gifts, but it's about Jesus. Amen? God wants you to go further in that. Then not just stop with, it's about Jesus. Yes, I have to remember he came as my Savior. Yes, remember all that. Amen. But don't stop there. The greatest gift you can give to Jesus on Christmas, the greatest way you can honor him, celebrate him, and thank him is by letting his light shine through you. Is by keeping the story going. The story is not supposed to end and be in the manger. Wow, the star in the sky. That's so amazing. Like, have revelation that this story continues in you and can only continue in you. Don't just stop with 
remembering what happened and thanking God, but thank God through action. Make the decision, I'm going to let my light shine always. This is going to be my New Year's resolution this year. Above everything else, above the the worldly trends, this is going to be my New Year's resolution. This is going to be my Christmas gift to God. I'm going to choose to be a light like never before. Um, I want to share quickly before we wrap up of how to protect this anointing, how to protect this star. Because this star isn't given just naturally. It's given when you're being faithful with what God's giving you and you're letting your light shine. God then increases you, increases the anointing, increases the star and the shine. Amen? So number one, when God can see you're being a good steward of making the intention, I'm going to let my light shine no matter what. All the time, I'm making this priority. God called me to do this. That's number one. God sees you're being a good steward. Now he can release more. Number two, your words. Watch your words. God calls you to only speak life. Never death, never negative. About other people, but also about your life and your future and God. Don't complain. Don't complain to God. Don't speak bad to God. When you're feeling the doubt in your mind, remind yourself what God has spoken, the truth, and speak that instead. These are the ways that you hang on to anointing and increase. When you are careless with your words, God sees you're not serious about your light, that this light isn't valuable to you, that the power of God anointing isn't valuable to you. So it will leave you and you will not increase the anointing, the power of God. But when you have such care over your words, now God sees, I can trust them with more. I'm going to make their star brighter. Amen? Zechariah, in the Bible, Zechariah was the the, the father of John the Baptist. And his wife became pregnant right before Mary, Elizabeth, did. And an angel appeared to Zechariah and says, your wife in her old age is going to be pregnant with John the Baptist, who will be uh, one of the most amazing prophets and will prepare the way for the Savior who's coming. And Zechariah was not careful with his words. He doubts. And he says, I need a sign. I don't know how this can really be. Maybe those words don't seem that bad to you, but those words were not reverent and honoring of this angel appearing to him and saying, this is what's going to happen. It was obvious that's an angel. But he did not put himself in that humble, reverence place of, yes, whatever God says. Mary, however, did that. Mary, when the angel appeared to her, said, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be done as as you say to me. 
But Zechariah wasn't in that humble place and doubted. And what happened was the angel said, you will not be able to speak until the baby is born because of what you said. That shows us the power of your words. And when God did that, it was to protect the anointing. It was to protect John the Baptist, the baby. Because the father was being careless with his words. And the Bible says that the power of life and death is in your tongue. So to protect this light, to protect this anointing, watch over your words. Show God that you value his light. Number two, something else that will show God that you are ready to shine bright and be a big star for him is that you remember the words he's spoken to you. When the shepherds came to Mary and Joseph after the baby was born, baby Jesus was born, the, the shepherds, the shepherds, uh, Matthew 6, 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had happened, what had been told to them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. This is powerful what Mary does. She treasured and pondered many times the things that were spoken to her, the prophecies, the testimonies of what God did to confirm the, the promises that were promised to her through the angel of her son, Jesus. It was going to be 30 years until she saw that promise be fulfilled. If she didn't value the prophecies the testimonies confirming what God had spoken to her, if she didn't go back in her mind and remind herself and treasure those moments and hold on to them as, as, as her truth rather than the thoughts and doubts that went in her mind, she might not have seen the promise fulfilled. But because she pondered on these things, she valued what God had done. She brought them to remembrance she was able to stand strong in faith and hang on to that anointing and keep shining bright and receive more anointing from God and see the promise fulfilled in her life. Hallelujah. So God, this Christmas, this is his assignment. This is his request for you that you would take this light that he has given you more seriously than ever. He is not concerned about the darkness. He is sending the star in the sky through you to this world. You shouldn't be worried about your life just as much as Jesus shouldn't have been worried about his life when Herod was trying to kill him, when there were no midwives, when they were traveling through the desert. Now, even though the world seems dark, God has you. He's protecting you because you are anointed. You are called to be the light in the darkness. 
He will provide everything you need. It might look differently than what you imagined, like the manger was something very different, but you will never be in lack. God wants to bring a mighty revival to this world and lead many to him and encounter his power, miracles, signs, and wonders. But the way he will do that is through you. When you get serious about being the light of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for sending us your light. Thank you, Jesus, for saving us. Thank you for living inside of us. Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, Jesus, for making your home in us. Thank you for giving us supernatural peace and joy and provision and life abundantly in every way. Thank you, Jesus. I declare strength to all of you and eyes to see in the supernatural realm that you would be able to dismiss the worries and cares of this world because you would know that God has you just as much as he had Mary and Joseph in that dark and uncertain and scary in the world's way times. He has you just as much. He's called you for a specific purpose, just as Mary and Joseph. So he cannot let anything happen to you because he needs you here to be the light, to lead the true lost, the true dying, the true sick to him. You are not those things. God says you are saved and you have my inheritance and you are seated in heavenly places with me. You are the light that others will receive me through, God says. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to Jesus as he pours himself out upon you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I declare any demonic attack against you, I cancel it in Jesus' name. You are covered. You are covered by Jesus right now. He is covering you. I declare protection over you, protection over your family in Jesus' name. Sickness will not come to your door. Sickness will not come to your home in Jesus' name. I speak health to you and abundant health, not just good enough health, but abundant health. I declare strength to be energized throughout you right now, restored in you, restored in you. May you be made new. May the years turn back in Jesus' name, I declare. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. I declare every spirit of addiction must go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Every demonic spirit in the night it must go in Jesus' name. Every spirit of shame and condemnation must go in Jesus' name. The lying spirit that's saying that you're not good enough and you aren't good enough for your family, I declare that to go now in Jesus' name. You are worthy. You are beloved. You are more than enough, God says, in Jesus' name. And I speak provision to you. No lack no lack for your life. Anything that you need in your life right now, bills to pay, gifts to give, 
Whatever it is you need now, I declare it to come to you now in Jesus' name. I declare doors to open up in the spiritual realm for you. Opportunities, jobs, in Jesus' name. And I declare this anointing to come upon you now. May your star shine like never before. The star in you, may it be ignited and shine bright now. In Jesus' name. May people be attracted to you and led to you and find Jesus in you. This anointing that you're receiving, the power of God, it's going to open up doors for you in the supernatural realm. Bring supernatural favor to you for God's glory, for God's purposes. I declare that supernatural favor, doors to come to you now in Jesus' name that you would receive jobs because of this favor, that doors would open because of this favor, that connections would happen because of this favor, that you would get the house because of this favor, that you would get the apartment because of this favor, that people would give you a second chance because of this favor, that people would forget your past because of this favor. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah.